Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Slasher Radio. My name is Michael Bones, and I'm alone right now. (laughs) Um, We had a little bit of technical difficulties this week, which was kind of weird and bizarre, but I'm going to get into it a little later. So, um, thanks for joining us again this week. We are fresh off of I Know What You Did Last Summer, listener guest host, I think our third? Yeah, I think so. I think our third listener guest host, Pope Mutta. Which is ironic because we have a, an, a real reverend on this week. And if you please keep up with us on Twitter, guys, you know, we kind of announce stuff, you know, we find out stuff after we record. So, you know, a lot of the stuff is, uh, is, is on there. So you, it's your best bet. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have Reverend LJ. He is a minister, he is a demonologist, he is an exorcist. We actually did The Exorcist, the film, a few weeks ago, and, you know, it got, it got our wheels spinning. This movie usually does, and, it like, on Twitter, you guys have been reaching out to us, kind of talking about it, and it's a powerful movie with a lot behind it. So, we, Bobby and I, usually talk about that stuff on the regular, just, you know, bullshitting about it. So, why not get a professional who actually knows what they're talking about, <laughs> as opposed to us just going on and on about it, and none, none of us have any idea. So, we figured we'd get a professional. I reached out to Reverend LJ. You can find him on Twitter, actually, at DC Outlet. He also has a blog, hauntedsoul.org. Very informative. I, I think we all kind of have that supernatural... Uh, urge and, you know, just kind of wanting it. But anyway, so uh, let me just get the shout outs out of the way really quick because I got to get into a little bit of what we talked about and also tell you why Bobby isn't here with me right now. Although Bobby will be in the the interview with Reverend LJ. He's in on that. But um, as always, you can go to 12nightshorror.com. You can go to horrormoviesandstuff.com. You can go to promotehorror.com. And you can go check all them out because they support us. So we want you guys to support them. And go check out our friends, TerminusCity.com. Uh, they're also at TerminusCityGTR on Twitter and at TerminusCityGifts, G-I-F-T-S, on Instagram. They have a layout of all their stuff on Instagram. They're always keeping you up to date on Twitter. They actually sponsored the giveaway that if you guys were paying attention last week and on Twitter again... Terminus City was nice enough to sponsor a giveaway for us, and we were giving away a handmade Crimson Ghost Skull Horror Bat art hanger or art piece. You guys caught it, caught the tweets about it, um, the pictures. It's really cool. Um, everyone knows what the Crimson Ghost Skull Bat is, the Crimson Ghost Bat. Um, they, everybody knows what that is. <clears throat> and, you know, it's got uh, black hooks, hang keys on it, hang your belts on it. You could 
get it without the hooks because it's handmade and you know just leave it on your desk and stuff so we held a giveaway a lot of entries we appreciate you guys as always you know free to enter free to win i have a winner to announce hang on hang on hang on hold your horses guys hang on all right the winner of the terminus city giveaway is chris from arizona all right so we're congratulations to chris um you know as, as always terminuscity.com is all handmade products so uh we're gonna reach out to chris on twitter and or via email actually i think that's i or chris or i or chris however you pronounce it on twitter i'm gonna look into that but anyway, um, you know, so we're going to be able to reach out to, to Chris and he can pick his colors. He can do whatever colors he wants. And, you know, all him. Like I said last week, it's like Etsy for horror stuff. So, um, yeah, TerminusCity.com. Really cool stuff, guys. Really cool stuff. I'm on their website right now, actually. They have, they have handbags, wallets, luggage, kids stuff, stuff for babies. Uh, actually, Bobby would like this guitar-related stuff. Wow. Oh, Michael Myers, rare Michael Myers horror handbag. And that looks like some type of shiny material. I'm not really sure what it is. It's got two knives on it. The Michael Myers mask. That thing is actually pretty legit. So <clears throat> they, oh, they even have shower hangers, uh, shower curtains. Huh? I might get that monster mash band shower curtain. 20 bucks. Yeah. I think that's it for that. Now the reason Bobby's not on here and I am here bullshitting you alone i mean i don't know i don't know how to explain it what had happened was uh we conduct our interviews you know sometimes they're via call-in sometimes you know but for the most part it's the majority of it is done over skype so this is a little behind the curtain stuff and i got a new computer uh sometime last year i think it was like october-ish so I've had this computer that I record on since October. I had all the settings set up, you know, did all my, my, whatever you want to call it, building of the, the audio crap that I have hooked up here. And I haven't had to touch it since we've had several interviews since then and no, no issues recording. And, you know, I have a program that will record my microphone on one track and I have um, the system sounds, which would be our guest on another track. And I don't know what happened, but my computer settings on the day of the interview, I had no problems leading up to this. Nothing. The day of the interview, we, you know, get the call in from Reverend LJ and everything's going smooth. I hit record like I always do. And the speaker settings that my recording program picked up was from a I, there's like three speakers one for my my mixer one for the regular speakers and i don't know what the hell the third one's for to be honest with you but it has three and it changed to one that is not used and is not you know monitoring for any sound so it was just when i looked at the track instead of getting all the squiggly lines of all of us talking i see nothing and i said what is going on so i don't know you know, it's weird when you talk about certain things like we're going to get into Reverend LJ. I mean, I don't know if something didn't want his word getting out. I don't know. So this one's going to be short, sweet to the point. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it because 
I I've thought about doing this a couple of times and like I said the exorcist kind of just made me go and reach out to to Reverend LJ and um I I really think it's nice to get a professional look at things because you know why not I mean I'm sure all you guys if you're like us you see, every now and then you find yourself wrapped up in a, a afterlife conversation a paranormal conversation something like around around those borders and it's really cool because you know we watch movies and you know I, I guess the exorcist is a perfect example hollywood is is a crazy thing man they give us a lot of cool stuff and some of it's you know they stick to do their research and they find out a lot and they use use it um to, and they use what they find to get as close to real as they can and they get pretty close sometimes but you know, as everybody knows, they stray a lot. <laughs> and for many reasons, who could blame them? You know, they're looking to make a film that's interesting, captures everybody. So why wouldn't they? But kind of interesting to, it's definitely cool to hear the reality of it, of these things like The Exorcist and like uh, uh, Poltergeist and all these other things that we watch and, you know, we're we're so intrigued by. So I'm going to kick it off to that interview. The problem... I. We were able to recover the whole interview, by the way. Just, I think we ended up missing uh, the first five-ish minutes of it. So I'm going to kick you over to the interview now. I'm going to talk to you real quick at the end. When I drop you into this interview, uh, Reverend LJ was in the middle of telling a story. Uh, Bobby had asked him what made him go down the path of becoming a reverend and, you know, kind of moving on into demonologist exorcist and all that stuff so um he was in the middle of telling a story about when he was younger and he was a child uh him driving down a road and you know a road that they traveled often and um yeah i think it kicks right into pretty much the important part so enjoy guys uh, and i'll catch you on the other side out the window at this field and there were like 15 like uh marble or bright white statues about 15 feet tall just lined up across down the side of the road they had spears you know in the flowing robes and um didn't look like they were moving much and i just thought oh wow that's pretty weird i've never seen those there wow <laughs> you tried that road a lot you know and yeah. not even two hours, we came back from Butte. They weren't there anymore. Wow. I asked my mom, Where, where'd those statues go? It didn't dawn on me until a little bit later. What, yeah, what so actually happened. Started connecting and, the dots on the visions. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, of course, what, what good parent wouldn't let their kid watch The Exorcist on TV? <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, I watched The Exorcist when I was younger, uh, and it did scare the crap out of me. It really did. Mm -hmm. But from then on, it was like a door was opened. 
I really connected with that movie because I I believed in it beforehand. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was kind of brought up in the church, charismatic church. Um, I guess you call it Pentecostal. Uh, I don't know. Long time ago. I'm a product of the 70s, 80s. <clears throat> um, so I believed in that anyway. Mm-hmm. And after I watched that movie, something switched. It, it, it all just came pouring out. And I would, I would see and experience things, evil things, all the time. And I think that was a, a training ground, so to speak. Because, you know, God will say right. this far and no further. Just like in the book of Job. It, he, he won't give us any more than we can't, than we can handle. So. Mm-hmm. Right. That's amazing how it was revealed to you like that. Like, you just, you know, kind of went on, not even knowing, like how you're saying when the devil inherits the spirit. God does the same thing. You'd be in there 15, 20 years waiting to pop out, and then finally you had revelation. And that's an yeah, amazing story. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, lifetime of training. <laughs> and then, <laughs> right. you know, this uh, the opportunity just came up, and uh, it was time. Just do it. And um, it, it was – I'm still stuck on you saying how, you know, um, an entity can kind of – just inhabit you and stay dormant for that long but obviously hollywood exaggerates things a lot to say the least yes (laughs) to say the absolute (laughs) least and um you know i i do think movies like exorcist are important because you know look what it did for you and and hey we rewatched it just to record an episode about it and it it kind (laughs) of forced our hand into contacting you it's a powerful movie but so it does its job as far as hollywood's concerned but what would you say Actually, you know, being in the reality of that, what would the differences be? I'm sure there's a lot, but the most glaring or maybe the most unexpected differences in um, a situation like, say, The Exorcist, what would mm-hmm. kind of go down in reality? That, that is an extreme, I mean, I... <laughs> far, far extreme circumstance. I know what mm-hmm. you're saying. Um, I would think the spinning heads and the... Yeah. Uh, the... The um, how far the facial contortions go. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens, sure. Um, people vomit in exorcisms uh, mm-hmm. as a reaction to uh, the spirit leaving or tormenting that person, not wanting to go. It just physically makes the body ill. It, it affects you physically. Um, wow. There is there is writing sometimes on the skin scratches that does happen um, eyes rolling in the back of the head um, jaws can like open ninety degrees or more no I mean um, that's uh, wicked people, like uh, walking backwards uh, what was the name of that movie I've seen it. Uh, Kind of crab walked down the stairs. Yeah. What movie was that? That was parent. Uh, that was Exorcist did it, and also Amityville Horror. I think had that yeah. also. Okay, that happened. Wow. Um, that you know, creepy voices, um, deep gurgly voices t- speaking in languages that they don't know. The person doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking in weird, crazy languages. Uh, could be deemed angelic languages. You've heard of the term speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or you know long dead languages that happens typically in that point what your goal is try to get the demon to announce itself right getting its name is very important because once you identify it you know that it's weakened enough to subjugate itself to that's one of the hardest done. things that it's going to do is re- it's hold in who it is that's why i was yeah. i was interested in the fact like there's multiple spirits inside this individual so do they all announce themselves at once or is it like that's got to be a task right right yeah it can happen but just like any good army and good military force there's leaders and there's followers Mm -hmm. Uh, once you identify the leader the rest have to go typically you know Mm -hmm. um you just you just tell them to go period it's a fight and um, I do use uh, the Roman Rite of Exorcism. It's because it's a very good, established method of uh, prayer, um, you know, and, and worship, and just wearing them down. Basically, <laughs> I don't know. You might bore them to death, and they just leave. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just being. Their intolerance will wear out because they're not because like it's already a defeated foe, right? You know, and unless the individual, I mean, do family members some kind sometimes approach you about it, or does the uh, actual affected person normally reach out? Usually, the person. Um, honestly, I get a lot of calls from Christians yeah, uh, and believers that uh, some think they're possessed. Um, but most of them are just oppressed. Uh, they've mm-hmm. fallen into sin. Uh, maybe somebody's cursed them or tried to curse them, or they've they bought into a lie to the fact that they can be possessed. Uh, mm. uh, that's mostly who approaches me. Uh, unbelievers are the ones who can be, like you said, be possessed. And so the devil isn't going to let them reach out uh, for help. Like uh, today, somebody that I've been working with out of the blue just said, this is working. I know for a fact that he is struggling bad. And I know for a fact that it wasn't him talking. (laughs) So, you know, they they reject help, period. But yes, family members would primarily be the ones that reach out because they're concerned. They've run out of hope. There's nothing else. Usually it's a last resort, mm-hmm. and it should be because you should you should get psychological counseling and medical advice, and the, it can mimic um, actual Some, psychological conditions. Right, and that, that's yeah. the hardest thing to suss out. It's crazy it actually, too, whether it's a demon or a psychological condition, huh? It is. It's really hard to figure it out. I work in a hospital, and we get patients that come in that are you know deemed psychologically demented i guess you would say but um sure sure there's there's people that come and they'll write pentagrams on the wall they'll cut themselves Mm. and bleed and like they do Mm. weird stuff and i've always wondered that like maybe this is more than just a psychological issue yeah you know situations like that can be this gentleman that I was working with, he had a pentagram on his hand, and he had did uh, rituals, blood rituals, mm. uh, which really is what binds it all, blood. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's 
that seals the deal right there. Um, and you know, women use menstrual blood and I don't know, it gets really weird and yucky and just, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't even talk about that, but that's nah, not, man, but this, blood, is the, this is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the meat and potatoes of it. <laughs> yeah. When, when blood's involved or any kind of sacrifice of, um, uh, a living thing, they've crossed over to a different level and it gets noticed on the other side, so to speak. Um, demons so that's why that. you'll see them like use chickens, cats and stuff like that, like for their sacrifice right. instruments. Right. Right. That's exactly it. And in genuine Satanism, they do use humans, um, mm-hmm. people, particularly children uh, over in uh, Europe. Uh, where is that? There's a castle over there. Uh, higher ups, um, people that I, I don't even I don't know their names. Um, they they participate in these rituals and they hunt children. They kidnap them from the streets uh, and set them loose. And they hunt them and then they sacrifice them in a in a blood ritual. Wow, it's awful. That's where you see That's- all those little. Wicked things in the woods and people reporting all these <laughs> ritual sites. It's true. I mean, I mean, yeah, kids go missing yeah, and you don't know what's happening after that. Yeah, in in my hometown in Butte, uh, Montana, actually, believe it or not, right up in the woods, uh, there was you saw the markings on the tree. It was it was a satanic ritual site. It had a pit. They dumped the whatever animal they sacrifice. You know, they cover themselves in the blood, and I don't um, know it's awful. And the the these groups that um that perform these rituals, I mean, obviously, you know, the reality of this stuff does exist. But there's also people who I think um kind of glorify it, and they're not so much affected internally as far as entities or anything like that, but. I mean, they have to be just as damaging as someone who is because they're just free willing, you know, stuff like that. So that's always been something I thought about too. People who aren't, um, I don't know the way. And I also Posers. should have, yes, yes, but they, but they just want the lifestyle and I don't know what, whatever the hell else they're interested by. No. But, right. but, right. uh, but, you know, that, would you say they're just as dangerous because they're, they're spreading this? It is dangerous. It really is. I think it's just as dangerous. You're right. And yeah. You know what draws people into it really is is power. Mm-hmm. What power? And it really, honestly, not to glorify it, there is power in it. You mm-hmm. feel powerful, and there's things that you could do that, shoot, you couldn't do before. And let me tell you what: the end goal is always death of the person. Mm-hmm. Satan will seek to kill them. There's there's zero kind of positive or good outcome dealing with the devil. None. In the end, always. I mean, try to kill you. At certain, I understand what you're saying because during their lifespan, they might obtain like a huge, crazy amount of success in whatever it is <laughs> they're trying to seek and yeah. talent. But you know, ultimately, when they're dead, then their soul is going to hell. Yeah, you know, and exactly. It's a you know that, That's an eternal thing. The TV show Supernatural. You ever watch that? 
I quoted it a few times, yeah. Oh, gosh, you have to watch that Salmon in Winchester. i got to put a plug out for them. <laughs> but it's a good show, but there's a lot of ritual in that show that is real. They, really? They've really taken – Hollywood does a good job in, in their uh, research, and mm. they'll, they'll put a lot of real stuff in their shows. They don't even know what they're doing. And like you're saying, you know, the that's just as damaging sometimes as mm-hmm. – You've heard uh, some of the sets of uh, Exorcist and um, Poltergeist, and you know they're haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, phones ringing that aren't even hooked up, and that stuff happens. You mess around with this stuff, you're going to get burned. Yeah, and they're they're just looking at it as you know, if people Google it, that it'll show up, and we're getting you know we're doing it's real, and you know that that that's I think as far down the tunnel as they're looking, and they're looking to make that <laughs> dollar and make it look real and like you said, they do they do a really good job of it, but you know you're also yep. crossing that line of you're trying to make money, but you're messing you're portraying something that really exists, and that's true. I mean, glorifying it and you know as, as fun as it is to watch as viewers, we sit and watch the stuff and it's really good. but you know you kind of I always sit and wonder the after effects of stuff like that because you, you, almost like bringing it home with you kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. good. <laughs> it, it depends on how open you are and how much you want it, you know. But yeah, it can it can follow you around. Yeah, especially if you don't get the right help, because if you try, if you, I, from what I understand, if you make mm-hmm. a pact with the devil and you try to break that pact, if you don't go about it the right way, he's still attached to you and might try to even seize your soul before your time. Like, you know, sure. you just got to hope and pray to God that whatever it is that he's got going on or his plan for you, it doesn't occur because unless you're saved, you're still going to hell, regardless of what you're trying to go back on. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, he'll try to kill you at any moment. And, you know, he won't let you speak the name of Christ if if you're possessed half the time, you know. It, so person, people might not even know better. I mean, you know, the chances are they won't. They'll be so blinded in and and believing that Satan is God. He is supreme power. He's all. He's they're all in all. It's all there is, and they'll believe that till they die. Unless something breaks through and shows them something different, uh, you know. And that's that's part of the struggle too. How do you do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's got to be probably one of the hardest things in your job is breaking through to an individual, huh? It is. It really is. You know, oh boy, you know, Scripture says, I draw all people unto me. You want to use the King James Version? He draws people to him. And all we can do is be Christ. And mm-hmm. it's hard to do because we're fallen creatures. We're broken. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. severely broken. And we won't be fixed until... We're on the other side. So we're always going to fall. We're always going to stumble. We're always going to make a mockery of Christ sometimes. And that's that's the only thing that people will pick up. Oh, look at that hypocrite. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And just mm-hmm. pick up all the faults, not realizing that the, just the only thing that person wants to do is be right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's but, that really goes back to Adam and Eve and, yeah. and that whole story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fall of man. Yep. Yeah, we uh, 
you know, we're broken creatures. Kind of jump back because everything you're saying is it seems like this is such a process to bring that. To, I mean, all the things you mentioned to identify what you're dealing with and you know, all this stuff. And we, you know, kind of going back to Hollywood, you see a movie where, you know, there's some struggles and then everything's done in a bedroom in about 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and it's, it's really cool to hear, you know, again, the reality of it to where this seems like months of a process of working with somebody and trying to do all this. Years sometimes. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm talking five, six, seven years, depending on the person's will. To mm-hmm. submit, because even if they get they baptized, are. it it can go backwards, right? Well, they, they can't be possessed or give up their salvation, so to speak, but uh, they can still be bound and tormented, and they call it oppression, you know, or um, a, a torment. And the demons will just just surround the person and constantly torment their mind, their dreams, keep them awake at night, speak to them. Um, the person fighting doesn't seem like they have a chance sometimes. You know, it's like they're yeah. in a real battle. Um, but we we reap what we sow. You know, mm-hmm. there are consequences to our actions, and unfortunately, our God is a good Father. Mm-hmm. He'll let us reap what we sow sometimes, to a point. Not not mm-hmm. death. Uh, you know, not, not that extreme, but um, not a spiritual death, really. He'll let us mop up our own mess mm-hmm. at times. It's, you know, we're, it's sometimes like that's a, what you need. I mean, you got to figure it out on your own. And some, he can only do it with so much learn? right now. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So, so as long as we're here on this earth, it's not. He's not going to come out of his throne and deliberately you know deliberately tell you or direct eventually i mean you as a human being right now have to make that choice and seek that salvation because if not then you're you're still like you said bound and you said it right there we Mm -hmm. have to make the choice what we choose and what we submit our will to is what is going to dictate what runs our life right then and there and that's the process. How much can you ask for that person to submit their will to Christ mm-hmm. when they have been bound to Satanism or witchcraft or Wicca or whatever for sometimes years? Right. Um, I work, you know, I work with a client in Virginia. She was in a, um, they call it the family, uh, they're Satanists or it's a cult basically a cult and they do witchcraft and blood magic and, and all this stuff. She came out of it. She got saved, so to speak. She, she submitted to Christ, gave her life to Christ. And it started coming back on her kids. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she had um, just left her kids with the family and went out one evening. And apparently something happened. Anyway, she came home and the cops were there taking her kids away. Because they had did something, and she still has no idea what happened. And Amazing. I had went to their house, and you know, we, we did prayers and, and deliverance, and prayed over them, and exercised the house. And the kid saw his friend. It was it was an invisible invisible friend, and that friend would carve something on that kid's arm 
know, only he could see it. But it was a it was a binding. I don't know. I guess some people would call it a ruin or, mm. or a charm. Mm-hmm. It was a binding spell with that spirit. It was wow. awful. That, that kid was tormented, and you know, he was only three years old. Goes to show you how slick and cunning the devil can be sometimes. And yeah, it says it yeah. in the Bible to beware because he is the what does it say? The king of liars or the the creator <laughs> yeah. of lies. He's the father of lies. Father of lies and very deceiving and just he can convince you that your life is perfectly fine and I think that's how a lot of yeah. drug addicts end up too. Like they're they're tormented by evil spirits and they're they're being told a lie yeah. and they believe that they're fine and they're really not and not just that but it could be people in politics, people in the military, a lot of things. It's music. It, yeah, music's a big one. Music's a very big one. Uh, yeah, he, you know, of course, everybody knows that Satan was an angel at one point. Mm-hmm. And he knows the business. He knows how to operate as an angel of light. He could come to you pretty slick. So what you said there is true. But, um, music, I've heard that uh, he's pretty big in the music industry nowadays. People mm-hmm. selling their souls and making deals and I don't know if it's true or not. I don't want to spread false lies or false things, but I heard um, one story that uh, a famous rocker was making a, a contract in a radio studio, and he saw a demon transform into a studio manager right in front of his eyes. Wow! <laughs> you know, I don't know. That was. That was in a big magazine too. I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. find that article and, and tweet it to you or something. But <clears throat> I don't know things like that. It makes you think, though. I mean, it. Yeah, there's several stories about that, and I mean, I think the most famous. You know, me and Bobby discussed like you know, uh, Eminem is you know another one where he had a video of him like talking very weirdly about it, and people just mm-hmm. like, oh well, he was on drugs, and but it makes you sit and think. Well, what what was he going on about though? I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's... it's so plain out there that you, it, it's such in plain sight that you ignore it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest lies of, of the devil is that he doesn't even exist. Mhm. You know, he could he could operate in plain sight and nobody would think anything of it. Cuz devil doesn't exist. Right. right? Everyone's looking for every other reason of of you know explanation that you know that that's just that's the resort you never even go to, right? Right. Because you, know, you you think of stuff you see in the movies like we were talking about, and then you know it, it's it's subtle stuff like that where you just kind of stop for a second and go whoa, whoa wait wait a minute what is all sure. that? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Super subtle. But uh, I. I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk to you about Ouija boards. A lot of ah. our listeners brought it up, and mm-hmm. um, I have to admit, my co-host Bobby and I have, you know, been known to when we were younger, kind of mm-hmm. tempt it. And mm-hmm. you know, wh- how powerful in would you say? Because you know, a lot of people say it's nothing. A lot of people say it's a lot. And I tend to, because we've had ex- a couple of things happen after messing around with those so we tend to, to kind of lean on the don't play with it side <laughs> and um what what do you have to say about ouija boards stay away from them 
mostly. Mm-hmm. You could play around with them, sure. People do play around with them, and nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it is the faith of the person. How much are they putting into it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they doing? But it can be a ruse, you know, that nothing will happen. So, hey, nothing's ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah, but like yeah, you said, you don't know it'll attach itself to you one day, and you might not know until 10 years later. Oh, boy. Let me tell you what. And there's ghost hunters that use them religiously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the biggest rules, don't use one alone mm-hmm. while you're alone. It, don't do that either. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a surefire way to, to get in trouble real fast. Mm-hmm. It It's just a method. I mean, you could use the Ouija board. You could use crayons and draw on a cardboard yeah. box and salt, salt use a quarter. <laughs> you know, you can make anything into a spirit board, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, salt is purity. Um, I don't know. That's There's a lot of symbolism in this, this spiritual fight. Um, a lot of sigils and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is it? The... Uh, uh, Keith Solomon, I think, has a lot of stuff. I wouldn't recommend reading that, but it's a whole book. Think, the, yeah, the Lesser Key of Solomon and all those grimoires. And Alistair right. Crawley was a sick individual. He really was. Like that oh, guy oh, was oh, a I'm lunatic. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, uh, I mean, just look at that person. Just think, just look at the fruit of that person. The the works. Do you think anything that he did was good? Oh, no. Anything. I mean, overall, sure, he could go out and volunteer and sure, mm-hmm. get back and do some stuff. But honestly, I mean, that's what we're talking about, the fruit of the labors. That's the biggest comparison. You know, Christ said you'll, you'll see them, by, or you'll know them by their fruit, mm-hmm. what they do. Not necessarily what they say, but what they do. It's, yeah. I think it's neat easy to identify who's on whose side when you really and he made it clear like he was really going out of his way to make um you know pretty much summon the devil himself at one point and yeah i guess you call it his crazy career and um you know people we talked about charles manson too i I'm, i strongly believe that there was something behind him as far as him making his deal with the devil because he was involved with mm-hmm. the music and tr- what he was trying to do and I think music's such a big platform for Satan himself because you could take mm-hmm. one individual and affect masses Absolutely. of people with just one person. That's it. But there's a lot behind there because there's a lot of strings attached to that one person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Musical's powerful, you know? Or music, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking something else. Music's powerful. It's a powerful thing. Everybody loves music. So, yeah. yeah I, I know what you're saying, though. Mr. Crowley. Boy, I was just <laughs> reading something about him recently. Oh, my, God. oh my I was gosh. Watching videos on the guy, and he's, um, he was really out there. Like all his, uh, documents that he left behind. And there's still people that are trying to reenact what he was doing. You're uh, kidding. They, they, they find it pleasing, I guess, to themselves to follow in his footsteps but I mean you can look at pictures yeah. of him and you can see in his face that there's something clearly wrong with this guy and there's no off. soul behind his <laughs> eyes at all there's nothing there it's just like no. looking at a black hole that's it yeah yeah you're right yeah window to the soul isn't it the eye mm-hmm. you can tell a lot by looking into a person's eyes 
There's okay. absolutely nothing there. <laughs> Especially, I mean, during deliverance prayers and um, during sessions and uh, exorcisms, you really notice, first thing you notice is their eyes. Something yeah. happening in their eyes. It's just different. You can't put a, put a word to it, but it's just different. It's like an empty stare. Oh. It's like a glare. There's nothing in there. Like you, in yeah. the way they look at you, it's just... I, I see it sometimes, too. You could be in the store, and you just catch people in their face. Like, yeah, no, this dude, there's something wrong with that guy. Or there's something <laughs> wrong with this lady. Like, I'm not going right. to attempt to go over there. Right. Get these vibes. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I'd be on the train when I was up in New York. And, you know, just people on the train, just weird people. Like, you could just see it in their faces. And... <laughs> just off. Yeah. <laughs> you just feel it, you know. I always oh, compared it to it. I, I I've always remembered I went to an aquarium once and I was outside the shark tank and the shark just circles and when you look at his his eyes, it's just mm. that dead stare like nothing's mm-hmm. there and that that's what I've always compared it to. I always think of it like a shark because they they're just motioning around for one reason and it's like mm-hmm. I, that's just always I what I've compared it to. It's that that just death you're kind of staring yeah. at. But yeah. I did catch I like um. I think it was a few weeks ago, I forget, but um, you had an article on your website, which is hauntedsoul.org, and it was, you were saying, I don't know if it was you that wrote it, but there was an article saying how um, exorcisms are at probably an all-time high now, Mm. and I thought the article was really interesting and everything that you guys went into it. How's, I, I don't even know how to ask the question. What do you think, because you do mention in the article, but just a brief summary of what you think is causing that. There's a big interest nowadays in spiritualism. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, with the social media. Mm -hmm. Big. And TV, you know, they have all these ghost hunter shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really super popular. Uh, Some of them fake, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been proven to be fake, but Still, people want to know. There's just this curiosity of that unknown. That's something. It's in us that that knows that there is something else there. We want to see it. And they'll look for it in any way they can. You know, misguided and, you know, genuinely misguided. Blindly also. Right, right. Yeah. Just falling into it blindly without doing any research, figuring it out beforehand. What what could happen? No, let's just go do it. Mm-hmm. Just dive in. I, I saw somebody doing uh, some ritual. Let's do that. I want to see the blinds move, or because you're right. Yeah. You know, you see the stuff on TV, and you think it's oh, I want this. I want that to happen. That'd be really cool. But you you don't know the back end behind it, right. and you kind of you before you know it, sometimes you're in too deep. Right. And see, yeah. the people brought up in, you know, in the church or in a Christian family or, you know, a spiritual family, they're kind of more leery against that. They know not to mess with it. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the more protected group anyway. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Chances are it's, it's just going to be a bad dream or two. Uh, but people outside the church, outside what I call the church, uh, believers, they're so susceptible and they could just be boom, just like that. It, it, it could be over. Um, yeah. B 
because they're hungry for it. Uh-huh. The hungrier you are, the more you seek after it, you will find it. I guarantee uh-huh. you will find it. You'll find something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, chances are it's already looking for you anyway. So, You know, I've always found it, I, I don't even know if it's interesting or crazy, that spirituality is really, if you think about it for the most part, the most, the only thing that's, you'll have people who are non-atheist and just don't believe in any of it, but they're still Mm -hmm. that paranormal, the spirituality, they're still, so you have people who don't eat, like if I don't like onions, I'm not going to eat onions at all. (laughs) I don't like onions, by the way, but you know, I I just want nothing to do with an onion. Mm-hmm. But the, but spirituality is always that thing where no matter your interest, so now you have a global interest in it, not even just one particular thing or or, sure. or type. And you know, just everybody, no matter whether you believe in it or not, you're going to look into it, you're going to seek it, you're going to do something. And it, it it makes sense that it's at like your article says at an all time high because of how pop culture got its hands on it. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's it's a lot more um, ingrained in uh, foreign countries like uh, Italy, um, the the stands, all those, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pakistan, uh, former Uzbekistan, yeah. around in that area, you know, because mm-hmm. they they actually do uh, culty type things. They actively participate in um, cult type worship. Uh, uh, worship deities and gods and sacrifice. They they're more apt to do all that stuff. Americans are what too mature, I guess, is what they call it, to believe in all this spiritual stuff. We're too educated. We're too and blah blah blah. But I don't know. This generation coming up, it's different. Uh, that's a couple generations. It's just so different from the past generations. It could be more... though too, because biblically speaking. Aren't we at the tail end of all the revelations and stuff and beginning to face, you know, what I guess the book of Revelations will call it the end. Like we're drawing near to that time and we're all born spiritually dead. And yep. maybe yeah. it has something to do with that, this this era and time that we're all in. I've been watching that too. It's, I see what you're saying. I didn't mean to cut you off if I did. Oh, you're fine. Um, it's, that is true. We're definitely a lot closer than we were 2,000 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people then that said, you know, we're in the end. It's the end. But look at it. Look at it now. Wars, rumor, rumors of wars, famines, floods, fires. It's it's spreading at a. Uh, I know it's not the right term, exponential rate, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's compounding on itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know you'll see two incidents somewhere, then you'll see six, mm-hmm. then you'll see fifteen. It's it's building so fast. It's like the world's spinning out of control. And now that it's hit children, before it was, uh, you know, the grown-ups and old, younger adults that would be in, involved in the drug trade and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, um, you know what I mean, gangs and stuff. But now there's grade school students, drug mm-hmm. rings, mm-hmm. murders rapes in middle school come on i didn't even want to touch a girl in middle school right rape them you know Mm -hmm. i mean come on that's a sign to me to me right 
It's the devil's last now. grab because he knows his time is limited. It's it's right. he's trying to get as many souls as he possibly can before this is all over with. And if you indoctrinate the children, you have the future. Mm-hmm. It's I, almost know, like I, he I, feels we, a tide change, maybe even. Yeah. would be a good way of looking at it too, you know. Yeah. Called yeah, an audible and said, "Let's go younger," <laughs> and you know, and it makes sense because you know it almost because I mean we're we're Sorry. we were a nine we were nineties kids, but you know even we look at this new generation and go, "What is going on?" And you know, mm-hmm. so it, it like you said, it's just getting younger and younger. And he found an avenue, and social media is a big deal, like you said, and all that too. It's just yeah. crazy. Holy cow, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is an avenue. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't yeah. tell you how many people I unfollow. Because, you know, we're we're a horror podcast. We talk about horror movies. That's fun. <laughs> sure. you know, but, I love horror movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's fun. Everybody likes, you know, Jason or whatever, and it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, I go through my feed, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> No, a block, 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 and you. Know, but and but I check their page before to go to block them, and they have like fifty thousand followers, and wow. you know it, it's amazing how many eyes you can get on things. And musicians back in the day, like we were talking about earlier, were the only ones with a huge voice. Now anybody who works hard enough at the computer, pretty much, can get a pretty big voice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. YouTube generation is that what they call it? I'm not very tech savvy, so. <laughs> I I just recently got a web page, you know. I'm so old school. It's time when I'm playing catch up. <laughs> I feel like we all are nowadays. There are kids at like four years old using iPhones and showing me stuff. It's really weird. Yeah, absolutely right. But any other would... burning questions that you had? Uh, I, I just ahead. wanted you really quick to sum up to somebody who's okay. a non-believer. Uh, what would you say about you know the whole uh, spiritual thing, demonologist? What would you have this? Because I'm sure we have a lot of people who are listening to this, and mm-hmm. you know we could click or count the eye rolls. Yeah. But you know, I, I want to talk to them also and kind of have you sum something up for them to kind of give them a little thought into it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's right on the spot there. I know. Um, it, it, you could probably go on for three days about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really could. Um, there is a spiritual realm. There really is. And the evidence, if you want evidence, is in the fact that you're looking for it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody does it. Oh, what was that bump? Oh, it must be a ghost. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to believe that there is something else. And that's that's that thing inside of us, that, that thing born before time, you know, that was put in us mm-hmm. from from the beginning of time to want it, originally it was to want to serve our God, the Father, you know, the one true God. That's what we want to do naturally, whether we want to believe it or not. We will serve something. That's that's what we are. We serve. Um, we'll we'll give ourselves over to food or music or YouTube or dogs or whatever. But we will give ourselves over to something, and that's that's proof enough. I, I would think that there's something bigger than us out there, mm-hmm. and there is a fight that's going on. You know, it's this uh, scripture tells us 
uh, the apostles tell us, you know, this, this war is not against flesh and blood, but against the, uh, these powers in the air, uh, things that we can't see. It's a spiritual fight. Uh, so things we see in the natural, the evil, the good, there's a spiritual element behind that. And we want to tend to blame things that we see and not really touch the things that we don't see and that there that we can't see. But I'd say dig into dig into yourself and really be honest with yourself. Do you really believe there is something else or not? I think the answer would be yes, there is something else. And if the answer is yes, there is good and bad, right? right. Which one do you want to serve? Which one do you want to go after? And in Christ's promise, if you seek me, you will find me, period. Take some time, some honing, some listening. You know, he doesn't always show up in, in the flesh and say, hey, look, look. <laughs> Don't serve me, yo. But no, <laughs> I'm not saying that doesn't happen either. It, but it, if you if you're yeah. a believer, then you would know that Christ already did that, and that was Him. Right. You know, He's done this already. Right. And just look at the evidence around us. Um, look at the evidence in the physical. The evidence in the physical is a representation of what's happening in the spiritual. Uh, just, just look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, you have to accept Christ right now. Do it. I'm not a Bible thumping, you know, beat you into the ground type of person because people are, are, are curious on their own. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll find it out. They'll seek it out. And Christ draws people. He puts that curiosity. But he will never force himself on anybody. That's why I don't. We have free will for a reason. We could choose to go to hell if we want, and he'll say, okay. Mm-hmm. Wish you wouldn't, but okay, that's your choice. Powerful. Powerful. That's good <laughs> but, uh, stuff, Reverend. No. Good stuff, man. Oh, good. That's it good. is. I'm glad. <laughs> um, but I, I, mean, I just let... hope this was good for, oh, for y'all. Fantastic. But uh, do you want to let everybody know about your, your website, hauntedsoul.org? Oh, yeah. My, my new website, I'm finally online, hauntedsoul.org. It's a blog. Uh, I post uh, a lot of times, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. There's, there's a lot of good things out there on the Internet. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll gather stuff, and I'll post it on there, things that I see that I believe is true. And there's, there's a lot of personal musings in there, too, revelations uh, that I, quote, unquote. I, and truly, the shower is the holiest place in the house. I guarantee you that. That's where I get all my revelations. I agree. <laughs> Either the shower or the toilet, to be honest, and they're both in the same room. As something special happens in the bathroom, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you're naked before God. You're not bare. You know, you know, you're True. not hiding anything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's some great reads on there. So I, I'm glad. Definitely, everybody go check that out. Yes, please. Yes, please. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, sir, for coming on. We appreciate your time. Oh, sure. Anytime. You know, and contact me through the web or um, shoot email, whatever. Uh, my email's on there on the website. Any questions, I'm, I'm always here to answer. It's what I do. And everything's a free service. I don't charge. Freely I've received, freely I give. All right. Well, you the man, Reverend. We appreciate you coming on here and giving us <laughs> – Oh, no. 
your time. Thank you. Seriously, really do. You know, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. And we'll be in touch. You know, maybe you know one day you come back on again, and whenever you know, I'm definitely going to be a regular on your site. So I'm probably going to <laughs> see me sharing stuff every now and then. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Thank <laughs> you. But thank you again, sir. Have a great night. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye. Be blessed. Whew. Deep, man. Deep stuff. Deep stuff. I really hope you guys enjoyed that. We enjoyed talking to Reverend LJ tremendously. Uh, it was very nice of him to give us some of his time and insight. And, you know, Bobby and I, we're not professionals in any sort of realm that he is. So, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. And he dealt with a lot of our... I guess ignorance is kind of a harsh but <laughs> but good word to use. You know, we're not using any type of terms that mean anything to people who are in the reality of this this type of stuff. So, yeah, he put up with that. <laughs> that was very nice of him. But, you know, again, I kind of led you guys in a little bit before going into the interview, and I'm just blown away by this stuff. Like, I could seriously sit and talk about it about it for probably days it's just it's something that we don't know and we find out one day whether some earlier than others like we were talking about you start messing around with stuff you never know what you lead yourself into some people have found out already you know i mean i've had my experiences with things and light experiences but still you know stuff that's really weird and that I've looked for explanations for and could not find. So, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and we want to continue the conversation on Twitter, as always. And um, be sure to follow Reverend LJ. Again, he's at DC Outlet. Uh, go check out hauntedsoul.org. You can go to slasherradio.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at slasherradio. You can follow me on Twitter at Mikey's Dead. You can follow Bobby on Twitter at Bobby Spitzer with two R's. Get some two R's. And it's really the best way to keep up with the show, guys. You know, we get a lot of stuff going on, and this, the stuff, it, it moves fast, boy. It moves fast sometimes. Yeah, we hope to hear from you. We love hearing from, the, from you guys that we hear from already, and we just want to keep banging this stuff out. So until next week, good night. From Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast.